Welcome to The Dirt Show, brought to you by Napa Auto Parts. And today we're going to hear from driver, flagman, co-promoter, track prep person, and much more, Randy Wurst. We're also going to hear from Jason Becker with Hunting with Heroes, Tyrone Lingenfelter from Mississippi Thunder Speedway, and our old friend Speed from Cookies Barbecue Sauces and Seasonings right after a few words from our sponsors. Get more muscle for your money with Dixie Chopper Lawn Mowers. We've been handcrafting the toughest and fastest zero-turn mowers for over 40 years. Dixie Chopper offers a full line of residential, commercial, and industrial mowers to meet every customer's needs. Visit your local Dixie Chopper dealer today or visit online at DixieChopper.com. Toner's Lake Carding Facility offers dirt oval carding at its finest. Hot laps start at noon on Sundays, followed by great kart racing from rookies to pros. Admission is always free, and pit passes are only 5 bucks. Come out and enjoy some exciting, safe, and fair kart racing at a well-organized facility. Toner's Lake Karting, located northwest of Wasika in a beautiful rural setting next to Toner's Lake. See tonerslakekarting.org for more details. If your classic isn't so classic... <laughs> Bring it into Auto Trim Design of Oatana. We can fix the upholstery, the carpet, replace a sagging headliner, make your old car look new again, make your seats comfortable again. Whether it's a classic car, work truck, boat, or anything else that moves, we can fix the upholstery and make your ride like new. And we work on convertibles. We're located in Oatana at 3275 Old Highway 14, one mile west of Walmart. For 50 years, reuse and recycle is not a new concept to us. Michigan Auto Parts has been recycling your old vehicles since the Beatles were still together. Just call us and we'll send one of our friendly drivers right to you and haul away your old retired vehicle. Scrap prices are up, so it's a good time to clean up those unwanted vehicles and get money in your pocket. Give us a call at 507 6 or online at Mizgin.com. Mizgin Auto Parts, in God we trust. Bulldog Coatings specialize in concrete coatings as well as concrete restoration repair. Hi, I'm Todd with Bulldog Coatings. Our coating systems provide a durable finished floor that is both easy to maintain and adds value to your home. The unique patented Bulldog Coatings are not limited to just garage floors. They can be used for interior flooring as well as pool deck, patio, and sidewalk applications. Our systems can be installed in as little as one day and year-round. We are a locally owned family business ready to serve Southern Minnesota. Visit us on Facebook or call us for a free estimate. 836 let Bulldog protect your floors. Partnering with hog and cattle producers throughout the United States, Altenburg Construction has almost 30 years of experience in the slat replacement business. Altenburg Construction also uses a custom wash bay to ensure biosecurity to protect your herd. Whether you need an entire site or a single slat, stop into one of their two locations in Louisville, Minnesota, or Zering, Iowa. Call 888 433 5-2210 or see altenburgconstruction.com Hi, this is Dave Evenson from Audio Lubricants and Chemicals your VT race guest distributor you are listening to the driver segment on the Dirt Show Welcome back to the driver segment here on the Dirt Show and it is my pleasure to be joined by Randy Wurst, driver, flagman pit guy and so much more Randy, we talked off the air and we decided to call this interview The Best of the Worst, which kind of sounds like a Grateful Dead album. Let's go way back to growing up in Blooming Prairie, Minnesota. The amount of drivers that came out of the small town of Blooming Prairie, Minnesota. Guys like Neil and Farrington, 
Verlin Aker, Terry Hansen, Dave Noble, and your father were all racing out of Blooming Prairie. What a great place to grow up as a kid. Yeah, well, when I was a kid, four houses away was Dave Noble. You go about two blocks the other direction was Verlin Aker. You go another mile and you get Smokey Campbell. It was just racing all over the place. And as for this stigma with uh, racing, whereas all of a sudden it, it becomes a sport with the nation or with the public, I grew up in it. To me, it was normal to see a race car in the garage. So with that, I lived, sleep, drank racing. It was fun. Growing up, Martin Noble and I were two weeks apart in our age. We raced everything together. I had tricycles or bicycles or coastal wagons or go-karts or mini bikes. Anything with a motor and tires on it, we raced it. Let's go back to 1972. You had a great idea. You started racing a late model. Mark Noble and James Crage jumped into hobby stocks. At that time, you were only sophomores in high school, and it doesn't sound like the teachers were too keen on three of their students getting into racing at that time. Well, at that time, racing was not a kid's sport. It was for adults only. Well, we already got our future planned, what we're going to do. So the teachers kind of went nuts over that, and they said, whatever you do, you're not going to bring your race cars to school. Well, when we were seniors in high school, the school built an auto shop. They went to the three of us when we were juniors and says, whatever you guys do, race cars not coming in the shop. Well, it did. It was made for, like, your minor maintenance, your tune-ups and stuff like that. Well, James, Mark, and I rebuilt motors, transmissions, rebuilt everything, and Teachers left us alone because, okay, they know what they're doing. Let them go. Memories of those early 70s late models. Leroy Sharkey and Mert Williams' Camaros. Wendell Keene's Mustang. Richie Olson's Monte Carlos. These were some great-looking cars back in the day. Back then, the cars looked like cars, and they were fun to watch. I enjoyed them. Those were the best years of racing as far as I'm concerned because cars look like cars. You run what you run. Everybody had ideas. I know Dad and Mert Williams would talk about suspension ideas and Dad come up with some idea and then Mert with his machine shop kind of tweak it a little bit and perfect it a little bit more. And, but like back in the 60s when Dad raced in Iowa, him and Ed Sanger talked quite a bit about building identical cars. And I don't know why Dad didn't go in with it, but the fact that the distance was too far apart or money or whatever it was. But the next thing we know, 72, here comes Ed Sanger with a whole fleet of race cars. Now, I grew up with that era to see the advancement of racing from the 60s to 70s to the 80s to what it is now. Your father, Joe Wurst, number 62. What are your memories of helping your father on his late model at home and at the track? It was a toss-up because I helped my dad and also went over to Dave Noble and worked on his cars and worked on my dad's cars. Now I could kind of see, okay, this idea about run what you brung, how it all played out. But I enjoy grabbing a wrench. People are born with a silver spoon. I had a wrench in my hand, and that's where things got started, Mark and I, and that's where we started with our racing. But I remember tearing these cars apart, put a roll cage in them, and from jack stand to finished product. Okay, this idea, 
Okay. So we went with that. My dad in 69 Camaro came up with the idea for the rear leaf springs. And he mounted four hydraulic shocks to use for convertibles so that he could adjust the rear end, the springs, the chassis in the back. That's where Mert comes up with this hydraulic hand pump and stuff like that. But see the evolution of what was to what it is now, I guess. I learned a lot. Getting to the track then was also a challenge. Many tracks even used to have a dirt ramp back then. You could back flatbed trucks up and unload cars. Mm-hmm. Every track seemed to have, because cars are coming in on two-ton green trucks. And then there was guys with the trailers and stuff like that. But most of the earlier racers were old green trucks that they had took the back out and drove the car in and back up to the ramp. Everybody took their turn, and even seeing the haulers, the evolution of the haulers from what they started off with. Looking back at some of those and how crude they are according to today's standards, it was fun. And speaking of haulers, memories of the old Dave Noble Oldsmobile hauler with the tripod hoist in the trunk. The back end cut off, yep. And he also had that old... Was it 49 Chevy pickup? He had both those, and how he stuffed five people in that, I'll never know. But then I always went with Dad, and he used to half-ton pickup, and there's only like three or four of us in the pickup. But, yeah, it was interesting back then, to say the least. You've done it all in racing except for announcing. Let's start with being a pit crew member. Who were some of the guys that you helped out in the pits over the years? Besides my dad and Dave Noble... I helped out Smokey Campbell a couple of times, and I helped out uh, Mike Katarzman back in the late 70s, and then Bruce Bushel, late 70s, early 80s, and back with uh, James Crage. I helped James build his first car back when we were sophomores in school, and I pitted with him till I moved to Otana, and then that's where I got with Bruce Bushel, and they were all great times back then with the different people that I pitted with. Then Doug Hilson in the 90s, I helped him out quite a bit. With James, he won his first championship in 87, and I sponsored him and helped him in the pit. We did everything together. James and I grew up together. Doug Hilson in the 90s, I helped him quite a bit. He won his championship in 96 at Cresco. And then Mark Noble, he was always borrowing stuff from me. Mark and I grew up together. We were like brothers, more or less. And just... Yeah, come over and get it, no problem, you know. Very rarely ever asked to borrow anything, I always bought everything, but I worked on a tight budget, and yeah, I had two cars, but I didn't have much in them. And racing at that time, I didn't push it like a lot of guys with a lot of money because I knew I had to fix it, and I wasn't going to take money off the table to fix this race car. But I was out there, to me, it was a sport. Everybody else, it was a way of life, and to me, it's still a sport. Though it's a little expensive, it's still a sport to me, and I love it being it that way. An interesting day in the pits was when your dad and Dave Noble got tangled up in turn two at Oatana, and Dave punched a hole through the wall. Yeah, I remember that. Dad had a full crew, so I went with David to Oatana. And what had happened there, Dave was on the outside of my dad, coming off a two, and somehow... Dave's front end hit Dad's right front tire, broke the tie rod end, which shot Dad to the right, and Dave is already there, and into the wall he goes. 
you talk about an intense situation, because here I am, it's my dad that was in that accident, I'm pitting with the other guy that's involved in the accident, that just poked a hole in the wall. It was kind of a quiet ride back home with David Noble, I can tell you that. <laughs> with, David, with David and stuff like that, him and I got along great. Dad and Dave didn't get along so well, but I got along with him. And then Mark got along with my dad just as well, so... I guess it was just kind of like a neighbor-type thing. We grew up together, and that's the way it was. The pit area was also a very dangerous place. That's why you sign a waiver to go down in the pits, and also back in the day you were required to wear all white. Yep, everything had to be white. It didn't work one night, though. I was on top of the hauler of James Crage's. He had the one-ton truck, and I was straightening the stuff underneath the tire rack. Well, he comes in. He doesn't have a clutch. And I see him coming. I can't get out of the way. He runs into my left arm, puts me through the back window of the truck. I come out the driver's door. I'm about ready to kill him. <laughs> he said, he didn't have a clutch and didn't have enough brake. Oh, well, okay. Whatever. Let's fix this then. But the pits were quite dangerous. And to me, I think that rule should still stay in effect wearing white pants and white shirts or whatever it is. Of course, seeing the uniforms is nice. But at some of these racetracks, it's too dark in the pit area to really notice what's going on. You also got involved in track prep. What tracks did you work on over the years? Uh, I started with the Gopher 50. I helped out Lansing. And then Otana for 25 years. And that was basically the only two tracks that I really uh, did any track work with. But Otana, when we did the Gopher 50... Well, Jerry Volson was in charge of the whole race program. Then Ron Nelson was in charge of the general mission grandstand and concessions. I was in charge of the flag stand east. Track preparations, track crews, records, the ambulance, the posse, the city police, getting everybody lined up. And it was a lot of work, but it was fun. I enjoyed it. Track prep is a fine art, and certain drivers want to track a certain way. And I'm sure they let you hear about it over the years. Oh, yeah, we heard quite a bit about it. Where the only problem we really had in Otana was going into turn three was a lot of rock. And then the track would dry out so bad. you get really hard, dry slick, and stuff like that. And we tried our best to dig it up, sheep's foot it, try to keep it moist and stuff like that. And... You just don't go put water on a racetrack and take off. You got to grate it, water it, grate it again, sheep's foot it, water it. There is a lot of work involved in track preparation itself and getting everybody else lined up to do the work, the packers and all that, and your pit stewards and even the entry gates and stuff like that. There is a lot more involved than what people really see. You also did some co-promoting other than the Gopher 50. What are some of the other events you were involved in that fans may remember? M&M Promotions ran Lansing. I was a five-man there, and I helped them with advertising, with trying to get tracks in good shape and stuff like that, and come up with some rules and stuff like that. They pretty much gave me the reins. When the track was running, it was up to me to decide what to do. Let's get back to your racing career, your late model career. Where did you run regularly with that car? And is there a race that stands out in the late model more than any others? Uh, basically, the late model, 
I know Mert Williams and Richie Olson, they didn't like me leading them. They'll blast me in the back end and shoot me off the track. And then I come in and Dad says, well, that's education. That education is not going to work today, I can tell you that right now. But it was fun, but... There was uh, Lansing and Casson and Rochester, and basically that was about the only three tracks that I really ran at that time with the late model. Then got into uh, the modified, and then I ran a few more tracks and stuff like that. The thing of it is, Dad and I raced the same car. If he had something going on that night, then I raced it. If I had something going on, he raced the car. And then the funny thing about Lansing and Casson. They weren't really sure who was driving the car until the first turn. Dad would use more brake and drive in. Me, I'd just throw the car in for a slide. And it says, yep, it's either Joe or Little Joe. And that's when I'm for the 70s. And that's what I was known as, Little Joe. The first IMCA Modifieds ever built, I thought they were crude and one of the ugliest things on the planet. What were your thoughts of those old Chevy Cavaliers, Pintos, and Gremlins when they first rolled out on the track. I looked at that, and this is going to be interesting. That front wheel being as open as what it is, we're going to have a lot of guys on their head. But like everything else, they all improve with time. And yeah, the first couple of cars, just like back in the 50s and 60s, were crude, and then they got to be refined after that. And then they start working they're handling a whole lot better. People learn how to drive them because you don't drive a modified the same as you do a late model. You don't drive a modified you do as a super stock or hobby stock or three stock. They drive completely different. Randy, you are probably best known for flagging. How many years did you flag and how did you get started? Well, I got started back with in Blooming Prairie where they had the 4th of July celebration. We had go-karts. And the JCs, I became a JC member. And so we had go-kart races. I became a flagman for that. I wasn't really a JC member until about 1980. And uh, that's when the race, the go for 50, went up to Otana. And then I'm knowing Jerry quite well. And Jerry says, you are a JC member now. Initiation fee. <laughs> and, okay, here we go. But I sold more tickets I worked for one of the competitors, and Napa came on board for this go for 50. And the first time they were up in Otana, I'm going to put a display underneath there, but so I put the display together for them. I got the competitor shirt on. They're both, Napa and the company I worked for were both dark blue knit shirts. So from the back, we looked the same. Up until I stood up and turned around, but they stuck with us, and they've been a great sponsor, supporter of the race. And now look where it's at now. Being in, in charge of the flag stand to the east was part of the flagging. I flagged my first two years with, you flagged up in State Fair until you got knocked off the flag stand. Ron Fox was his name. Danny DeShane for a couple of years. Then we had Stanley Gilberson. And then I hired Mr. Clark, Doug Clark. And he was absolutely fun. And that's where I learned a lot from flagging with Mr. Clark himself. But the first night out there, when Doug Clark came in, he told me, he says, he's going to watch the first three cars. i got to watch the rest. And I says, the rest? There's 28 cars out there. Yeah, you got 25 to watch. <laughs> uh, thanks a lot. And a flagman is never wrong, right? Nobody ever tried to argue your call. Well, they argued, but one year I had a, 
a parts house in Blooming Prairie, and Jerry asked me if I had a sponsor, Chrissy Oliver. Okay, fine. The 16-year-old, her dad was Gary Oliver from Tri-City Buggy. Yeah, okay, fine. Well, Jerry went and sponsored uh, Leanne Plank, and then both our cars drew the front row for their heat races. I got a radio and says, Jerry, did you see what we got going on here? If anybody catches on to this, we're going to be in trouble. Well, anyway, through the heat race, Ron Jones and Chrissy Oliver are battling for fourth place. Chrissy beat him into turn one and lead him down the back straightaway, but Ron had passed him in the front straightaway. Well, there's a caution flag. Well, Ron was about a nose ahead of Chrissy Oliver. Doug Clark looked at me and says, what are you going to do? And I says, I got to call it the way I saw it. Ron was ahead of her. 5,000 people in back of me didn't think so. <laughs> but anyway, they go, I hope you're right. Well, Satoff Radios had it all taped. So after the race, he had the tape going on the infield. People were watching it. Flagman was right. Well, they figured Doug was right, but Doug asked me, what are you going to do? Because Doug didn't want to make that decision. So I figured, yep, okay, they're going to kill me and send it out. You flagged the very last race here at Oatana. Mm-hmm. I was the announcer that night. Did you have any thoughts when you stepped off the flag stand that night that this might be it? No, I just take every event as it comes. I thought, well, there might be another one somewhere. might do a Lansing or whatever. I did the enduro racing and the demo derbies for the fair board for still some years after that, but not much more after that. And then I started driving truck for the last 20 years. So I couldn't get back in time to do any of this flagging. I still like to, but I can't anymore. Well, I tell you what, I've listened to some great stories from you, Randy, and I know we just barely scratched the surface, and you could probably fill every dirt show through the end of October if we really wanted to get into some detail. But I really enjoyed all the stories you just told, and thank you so much for taking the time to be with us here on The Dirt Show today. Well, not a problem. I thank you for the Dirt Show. It's a great entertainment. I really enjoy hearing it on Saturdays. You do a fantastic job. Where you come up with this information, I got no idea, but I'm glad there's somebody that keeps up with it. You're doing a great job. I always tell my wife, you can't believe all the stuff stuck up in his head. <laughs> yeah, thinking about this last week here, but he said I was going to be on the Dirt Show, and the memories that came across... Back in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, and 90s. All the memories of all the different drivers and pit crews and tracks and everything. It was a fantastic time. But like with Doug Clark, what he had taught me was, okay, he watches the first three cars, I watch the rest of them. Your best racing is in the middle of the pack. Not the lead cars, the middle of the pack. The lead cars are like cars with a lot of talent and a lot of money. The middle of the pack has won not so much money. They got the talent, but it's not refined yet. And they are trying their best to do the best job they can. They put on the best race. So for whoever goes to the races next time, watch the middle of the pack. You're going to enjoy the races a whole lot more. I agree with you, Randy. I try to watch the whole field. There's some great stuff going on. Thank you so much for being with us. Oh, Thank you for having me here. 
It's been a great time. Big jobs on big properties demand a big side-by-side. A side-by-side like the first-ever Honda Pioneer 1000 Deluxe Crew. This flagship model delivers serious power and performance where you need it most. Even more, it offers best-in-class comfort for six occupants with backseat legroom beyond compare. As for build quality, well, let the Honda name speak for itself. Head to Trimble's in Austin, Minnesota and see the all-new Pioneer 1000 Deluxe Crew today. Trimble's Cycle Center in Austin, USA's second oldest Honda dealer. When one of your appliances breaks down, you need help and you need it fast. Contact Sorensen's Appliance Service. Racer owner Ben Bainey and racer Travis Underdahl service the entire cow's listening area. Sorensen's Appliance Service. People you know that will get your appliances serviced with trained technicians. Contact them today at 256-7766. That's 256-7766. Shevland Enterprises, your locally owned and operated sanitation and recycling service, offers the highest quality garbage removal, trash pickup services, and roll-off dumpsters at great rates. Commercial, residential, construction, and industrial trash removal and recycling in Owatonna and the surrounding areas in Dodge and Steel Counties. Contact Shevland Enterprises today, and new customers will get six months for the price of four. If you prepay, call 528-9900. That's 528-9900. If you'd like to win a brand new 2023 70th anniversary Z06 Corvette with the Z07 Performance Package and $25,000, visit winaz06corvette.com for your chance to win. You'll not only be able to get tickets to win this stunning 2023 vet, but you'll also be supporting the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. This 2023 70th anniversary Z06 Corvette comes in white pearl tricoat metallic with satin gray stripes and is a fundraiser for the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. So if you'd like a chance to be driving this new 2023 Corvette Stingray this August, visit winaz06corvette.com for your chance to win. Our winaz06corvette.com will be drawn for on Saturday, August 19th. Good luck in the drawing. We can all think back to the first time we experienced real horsepower. Hi, this is Corey at Byers Engine Service. Whether it's that pin-you-in-the-seat feeling of a big-block Chevy, the roar of a healthy 340, or the joy of a perfectly tuned flathead, here at Byers Engine Service, we service them all. Strip to street, dirt track to asphalt, or just cruising the strip. Stop by and check us out at 2915 20th Street Southeast in Rochester. We're called 507-282-5586. Extreme! Extreme! Why choose powder coating over liquid paint finishes? Maximum durability. Extreme Powder Coating offers a scientific process that uses electricity and heat to bake the colorful finish deep into your product. Extreme can deliver media blasting, impact-resistant epoxy primers, and durable powder coat applications to meet your needs. Custom colors and exhaust coatings are available also. Visit ExtremePowderCoating.net for more information. Welcome back here on The Dirt Show, and I am joined by Jason Becker. Salute to Veterans Tour is coming up soon. We want fans to be prepared and possibly hit all three nights, July 26th, Spencer, Iowa, July 27th, Algona, Iowa, July 29th, Boone, Iowa. And Jason, I can't say enough about this tour. If you attend one of these events or can get to all three and you walk out disappointed something was wrong because when that national anthem kicks in and all of the festivities start, it is an amazing show for fans and drivers alike. 
Yeah, well, thanks, Clayton. I mean, thanks for the kind words. It has become quite the spectacle, I think, from the very beginning here. It's always been about our veterans, and I think that's what's great about the events is that drivers, fans, sponsors, the tracks, everyone understands that's what this is all about. And people are very selfless when it comes to the event. And when it's pure like that, when the intentions are pure from the racers and are really patriotic race fans, the result can be pretty spectacular. And I think the racing has always been good. I think those three tracks always put on a great show for the event. But the pageantry probably is what stands out and probably what's really got it to be really recognized. And when we talk to drivers now, it's, the racing is good. The purses are great. But it's the, the interaction with veterans that the drivers get to have. It's the pageantry. It's all those things that really make people come back and I'd say mark it on their calendars every year. I know talking about the fans, the fan zone starts at each track at 3.45 p.m. There is a lot of stuff to do prior to the races. For the drivers, there's $92,500 up for grabs for the total purse. And for the veterans, every single one of the veterans entering a track, if they come over and sign up at the registration table, are going to walk away with some great prizes. Yeah, it has turned into, I think, what we advertise about $125,000 in giveaways between food and gift cards and lots of different things that we do. Every veteran that comes to each event is going to have the opportunity to, to win a rifle, snap-on tools. we got some really great big Caterpillar coolers that we give away. So everyone's going to leave with a gift card. Everybody's going to leave with a great meal, lots of drinks, that type of thing. But they all have the opportunity to win quite a bit more. And the odds are pretty good. If you figure you know, we have probably a thousand veterans between the, the three events, 75 veterans every night are going to be picked out to be a part of those big feature events. So lots going on. The fans though, we're going to have live bands, everyone, which is going to be really great. And there are some really good bands, like known bands from Iowa and the Midwest. And then we'll have Humvees and We'll have lots of displays. And, of course, then we have all the wrapped cars, which I think has kind of become the fan favorite. We unveil the cars at the first fan zone, and then people want to see these cars up close. That is really cool. And the drivers that get picked every year, you have had some who's who of the drivers in each division with their cars wrapped, and that's pretty neat that they get honored individually. Clint, it is probably the first year I probably remember, you know, I guess it would be seven years ago now, Tad Reitzel was the first guy that we ever had. And we, we realized very quickly that if someone wasn't a race fan, having a car that was wrapped in a patriotic scheme would make a big difference in having someone to cheer for. You know, going to the races, if you don't have someone to cheer for, maybe you lose a little of luster. So we did that the first year, and then we added Derek Green, and we just got to the point where we added more and more and more. And so this year we'll have nine cars, and we've always had really, really great drivers and cars and this year we've got some really fantastic ones we've got joel russ brandon beckendorf jeremy mills buck shafroth mccain jennings chad palmer alec fett tim warner who's a veteran from wisconsin a lot of really really great drivers that have lined up oh logan anderson too from Andyville, who's a super fast sport mod driver too so we've got pretty much all new guys this year except for jeremy mills and it just allows us to reach more folks and a great story is you know tim warner from wisconsin he's a veteran he reached out he really wanted to do it we're like yeah sure it's wisconsin it's a ways away and he's bringing like 10 guys from wisconsin for the whole tour because wisconsin wants to support it and we're gonna do some cool things on his car by having some of the 
people that were killed in action in Iraq or Afghanistan on his wrap for his car. So this is a great way to now we've got Wisconsin, Iowa, and Minnesota all represented within the wrapped vehicles and the nine wrapped cars that we got this year. It goes up a level every year. Like last year, they were so good last year. Some of the great drivers we had that this year it, it's going up another notch. So these cars, they'll be themed cars. They'll be patriotic cars, lots of different things to look at. But I think every year, the excitement around the wraps and the intricacy of the detail on the wraps is pretty great. Last year, I think there was a three or four page spread in Speedway Illustrated after the event because the wraps and the event captured the imagination of so many people. Jason, there's so many things from the fans. They can attend all three nights. You think Clay County Fair in Spencer, Iowa, July 26. So be plenty of places to park an RV with water and electrical hookups if you call ahead of time. Kasuth County Speedway, you're right on the fairgrounds there in Algona, Iowa on July 27th. I'm sure you can get a hold of the fair board and find a place to camp or hook up there and then head on to Boone Speedway in Boone, Iowa, July 29th. Follow the whole tour. The drivers can win one of these carved trophies for their trophy shelf and that will be something that will stand out from all the rest and for the veterans attending these events you know you will feel the love from all the crowd at each one of these events because there's nothing like it it literally gives me goosebumps standing in the grandstand if they would like more information on any one of these three events what's the best way to find that out jason yeah, they can go to our Facebook page and look up Hunting with Heroes. It's facebook.com backslash Hunting with Heroes. They can send us an email at Lakota Hunting with Heroes at gmail.com. We do a lot of social media posting. All those drivers I mentioned before are posting about the events too. And yeah, like you said, there's something for fans, veterans, the drivers. The drivers are all involved. It's one of the things that we don't maybe highlight a lot, but they finish in the top three of a feature. They get to hand a rifle, a cooler, a snap-on tool set to a veteran. And many of them, Jonathan Logue is a great example, and Jeremy Mills are great examples where they've created like lifetime, long-term relationships with the veterans that they were paired with. And the other thing is, if you go to one and you get a $20 gift card and your meal and all those things, you get the opportunity to win in the future event. You go to the next night and you get that again. So you'll get a meal. So if you went to more than one, you could leave with, I guess, three gift cards for $20 a piece. You can meal, food. And then the opportunity to win those rifles and tools and all that stuff. So, you know, we want everybody to come out each night. And veterans get in for free, too. So do widows of veterans. You know, we have flyovers at every event. We'll have an acrobatic show before every event during the national anthem. The only way that it wouldn't be successful is if we can't reach veterans because the racing and everything, the pageantry will be fantastic. We just want to reach as many veterans as we can to pay them back for all the things that they've done. There is nothing like this one. And thank you so much, Jason, for all you do. And thanks for being with us here on The Dirt Show today. Sounds good. Thanks, Clint. BP Racing Fuels is proud to be recognized as a world leader in race fuel technology. BP's fuels have a well-deserved reputation for power and consistency, winning championships in every form of motorsports for more than 40 years. Whether sportsman or pro, methanol or gasoline, BP has a fuel to ensure optimum performance for your application. See the full line of BP's high-performance products online at vpracingfuels.com. At VP Racing Fuels, our passion is your performance. Midwest Collision. Your Phantom, we Phantom. Midwest Collision.
If you have a vehicle accident, go with a professional. Bob and his staff at Midwest Collision are the definition of professionals. For over 42 years, they have dedicated their lives to collision repair along with the training, knowledge, and skills that come with the job. Go with the pros. Midwest Collision in Faribault. 507-332-2434. Midwest Collision Rhino Ag offers the most complete rear blade line in the industry. Whether your tractor has 30 or 300 horsepower, Rhino offers a blade to accomplish any task. Don't settle for the cheap imitations. Buy Rhino, building the best since 1934. Check out the full line of landscape and construction equipment today at rhinoag.com. Does your car suffer from rough idling and stalling? Does it hesitate when you take off from the traffic light? If it does, it could be due to dirty fuel injectors. Clean your car's fuel injection system with Justice Brothers Fuel Injection System Cleaner. It cleans the important parts of your fuel system and helps to restore normal operation. And it's guaranteed to satisfy or your money back. Available wherever fine automotive products are sold. See our display at Runnings. Tell them Ed Justice Jr. sent you. Fast shafts. Drive shafts are used by Jake Tim, Tom Barry Jr., Derek Ramirez, Kyle Strickler, Jonathan Davenport, Derek Green, Dalen Murdy, and more. And they currently build drive shafts for 90% of the major chassis builders. Fast Shafts is also a longtime title sponsor of the IMCA Fast Shafts All-Star Invitational at the IMCA Super Nationals and support a number of competitive series nationwide. Buy directly from Fast Shafts or from their network of dealers. Shipping daily across the country or worldwide. See FastShafts.com. Welcome back here on The Dirt Show, and I am joined by Tyrone Lingenfelter. And Tyrone, I'm pretty excited about Friday night, July 14th. I think it's going to be really neat to see the UMSS traditional non-wing sprint cars on your racetrack. I just think your track is perfectly configured to get some really fast lap times out of that series. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Clint. And yes, I'm very excited to have those guys here for the first time. Back, I think it was 2014, we had an IRA sprint car race, but that was before we reconfigured the track to the high bank of what it is now. That was when we still had the shelf on it. And they had a pretty good race back then. Unfortunately, the weather wasn't perfect back then for that show, and it ended up not really working out too well. That's the last time inside of a practice that we've had any type of sprint car on the racetrack um, for anything competitive. So it's been almost nine years now. So I know the traditional sprints are very excited to come when Ron reached out to us with the UMSS to try to get this show set up. I definitely wasn't hesitant about it. Being we haven't had too many of those shows in the area, I wasn't really sure exactly what the turnout would possibly be, but he's very adamant that we're going to have some good participation from drivers. I think we're going to get some fans that are going to travel as well. You know, it's exciting that our fan base is here. We'll get something different. So, I, you know, and I'm excited to see what they'll do. I think, like you said, we've had a couple of them over for practice throughout the last couple of years, and I think they're going to have a very good show, and I think there's a lot of them that are very very excited to see what they can do on the speedway. And Tyrone, that's one thing I appreciate. You as a promoter, you're not afraid to bring in something like flat track motorcycles or a new late model series or these traditional non-wing sprint cars for your fans to see. Yeah, for sure. I think it's it's always good to have a mixture of different things. There's a lot of different fans of different classes and series out there. You know, we have fans that are lay fans, and we have fans that are bot fans, and then we have fans that are stock cars and hobby stock, you know, your closed body classes, and then you have your sprint car fans and stuff, too. And, and we've been starting to really try to open it up to different stuff. Like I said, we had the flat track bikes this year. I think it's always good when you can allow different 
types of series and classes and two-wheel bikes and four-wheel because you get new fans of the Speedway. And then like with the flat track bikes, I know we picked up a couple of new fans because they had never really watched stock car racing. And that night it actually worked out when the flat track bikes got done. Jake Tim went out there with his modified and turned a couple laps. And some of those fans were in awe of what they looked like out there. They thought it was pretty cool. So now they've come back and they've watched our program and they enjoy it. And that's kind of what it's all about is to get new people to the Speedway. And hopefully then they come back multiple times throughout the summer and enjoy our program. Same thing with their flat track bikes. We had stock car people had never really seen flat track bikes. They watched it and enjoyed it. So now I'm hoping that our normal fan base will see these traditional sprint cars and they'll enjoy them and start watching more shows. And hopefully those traditional sprint car fans come down and watch our stock car program as well and they enjoy it. Maybe they'll come back a few times throughout the summer. So kind of what it's all about, just having different perspective for everyone. And hopefully no matter what it is out there, we put on a good program and they enjoy it. Tyrone, that is definitely what it's all about, bringing new race fans to the track. How can they find out more about MTS? And also, I know a lot of nights you have the MTS happy hour going on before the races and a lot of great food, so you don't have to stop and eat on the way to the track. Yep, you can go to MississippiThunder.com. You can get our schedule on there, plus we have pricing and everything for each week. Kids 12 and under are always free, so it's one thing we pride ourselves on is making sure you can bring the whole family over and have a good time. We also have our MTS Kids Club, too, to keep those kids entertained all night long, as well as the uh, adults so while they're watching the races. They don't have to worry about chasing after their kids. Hopefully the Kids Club will keep them busy. You can also check out our Mississippi Thunder Speedway Facebook page. We update that almost daily with what's going on that week and what's coming up in the following week. Like you said, you mentioned our MTS Happy Hour. We run that now every week from 6.15 to 7.15. We have discounted food, beverages, beer during that time is like $2 a can. And you can get food. I want to say like a cheeseburger fries and the top right now during that time is only $10. So very affordable for the whole family to come over. We have an MTS kids menu as well. So kind of like when you go to McDonald's, you can get a Happy Meal and stuff. Kind of the same thing we do that with our chicken tenders and different things like that with pizza. Discounted for the kids during that time. And it's also not a whole bunch of food. So and I'm going a bunch of it to waste. So it's a very affordable. We have juice boxes for the kids. So it works out really well. And hopefully we'll get some new fans that will come over and experience that during that traditional sprint car show. Tyrone, thanks for all you do at Mississippi Thunder Speedway. And thanks for being with us here on the Dirt Show today. Yep, absolutely, Clayton. Thanks for having me on. Wolf & Sons Yard Service has heavy equipment. This is Scott Wolf. Whether you need a basement dug, a building removed, footings for a remodel, an RV, camper, or boat pad, rock, sand, or dirt hauled, call 455-3524. At Aero Race Wheels, they put their customers first and appreciate the loyalty the racers have for the company. Aero Race Wheels is willing to work with anyone who has a question or problem. The only way to stay on top is to listen to the people putting us there. If you want to run with the winners, see aeroracingwheels.com or call 888-895-2376 today. Packaging the impossible inside the possible through service, quality, and expertise. Hi, this is Holly, the new general manager at Foamcraft Packaging. We are your foam and wood packaging experts in Minnesota. If you are a business owner or in charge of your packaging, we want to talk to you. We specialize in designing and manufacturing wood crates, pallets, and foam inserts and are here to help keep your products protected in transit. We are here to help you. Visit us at foamcraftpackaging.com. Since 1997, Weir's Machine has been innovating the finest products in the racing industry. We also manufacture the Ultra Force Load Machines and develop the UltraForce suspension software, which allows you to take your program to the next level. 
be sure to check out the all-new Circle Track app, your ultimate go-to spot for race team information. Keep track of your maintenance schedule, parts list, car setups, and more. Proudly made in the USA, champions across the country choose Weir's Machine, Ultra Force, and the Circle Track app to take them to victory lane. Shop now at Weir'sMachine.com, UltraForceTech.com, and the all-new CircleTrackApp.com. Follow us on all of our social media platforms at Weir's Machine. If you're in need of a worry-free powerlift door, then you'll want to stop and talk with Rod French. Make a statement with a powerlift architectural door on your home or cabin. Powerlift doors can be retrofitted to fit an existing door opening or designed into your next commercial, agricultural, livestock, or aircraft hangar build. Stylish, functional, and built to last. Powerlift doors by French's Manufacturing are made locally in Dodge Center, Minnesota by their experienced craftsmen. Contact Kelly or Rod. Powerlift doors by French's Manufacturing. 374-9306. Welcome back here on The Dirt Show, and it is always a pleasure to be joined by Speed the Sauce Man from Cookies Barbecue Sauces and Seasonings with some great recipes that you can take to the campground, the family reunion, the racetrack, and pull out and impress your friends. And one of the things I spotted is this corn dip, Speed. I'll tell you what, Clay, that sweet corn dip, that is probably the most forgiving recipe I've ever seen. You don't need any measuring equipment other than your taste buds. The nice thing about it, you know, we're getting close to sweet corn season, but use fresh sweet corn and cook it either in the microwave. I like to grill it out of the husk. I do about two minutes, give it a quarter of a turn, two minutes, quarter of a turn, two minutes, quarter of a turn, two minutes. So all told, you're eight minutes. I like the kernels charred just a little bit. To me, I think it makes them a little bit sweeter. And you can also use canned corn like that Mexican corn that's got a little bit of pimento and stuff in it. You can use the canned corn, just drain it. I prefer fresh sweet corn. Take four ears, cook it, cut it off the cob. And then this is your own taste, but the ingredients are salad dressing, sour cream, scallions, cotija cheese, and that's spelled C-O-T-I-G-A, cheese, or you can use cream cheese. I sprinkle it lightly when I'm all done with cookies, flavor enhancer, and all-purpose seasoning, but mix that up. And, you know, if you don't like scallions, you don't need to put them in there. But I like to use salad dressing like Ben Blend, Miracle Whip, any of the salad dressings, sour cream, and then the cheese. Like I say, I've also used cream cheese and mix that in with it. And the nice thing about it, if you want it a little spicier, take a couple of uh, fresh jalapenos and split them in half and knock the seeds out of them. And then dice that up, put that in there with the corn and stuff to add a little bit of heat to it. But I tell you what, you sit down with a bowl of that. I like to chill it overnight if you can in the refrigerator. It lets the flavors all blend a lot. But grab a bag of tortilla chips and a six-pack of your favorite beverage and watch how many friends you've got. I'll tell you what, you'll have neighbors jumping your fence. And I don't care how big a batch you make, I'm guilty of once I start on it, my goal is to finish the bowl. Speed, the nice thing about cookies, barbecue sauces, and seasonings, your many products from the flavor enhancer to the multi-varieties of barbecue sauces, your taco seasoning, and your taco sauce, and your salsa, all of those products are available at the finer stores in our area, or if you want to get them online, you can get them right from Cookies Barbecue Sauce. Right, Clayton. And also, I want to throw in there, wings and things is another good one. And of course, our Korean stir-fry sauce. I found a group of people, did a whole bunch of hamburgers on the grill, pulled them off and drizzled the Korean sauce over the top of them and threw them on a bun. 
and I grabbed one of them, and man, was that ever good. I never would have thought of that. But they said they did their hamburgers that way all the time. You know, again, if you want to just take your protein, a little sesame oil, stir-fry it, pull it off, steam some vegetables, and then drizzle a little bit of our Korean stir-fry sauce over the top of it, and you're in for a tasty treat. Go to cookies, C-O-O-K-I-E-S, bbq.com, and there's recipes on there. You can specify what you're looking for, and they'll search for you. And you can also order our sauces and aprons and cookbooks and all that right off our website. So, again, I want to thank everybody out there for supporting cookies through the years. We're at our 46th year now, so thanks again for all the support. And remember, smart cookies. Use cookies. Did you know high temperatures impact the lifespan of a vehicle's battery more than the cold? If you're feeling the heat this summer, it might be time to replace yours. And this month, when you stop by your local Napa Auto Parts store or shop Napa online, you can get a $25 Visa card with the purchase of a AAA premium battery or $20 card with the purchase of a Napa Legend or Legend premium battery. Napa has quality parts you need to keep you moving all year long. Offer at 731-2023 or while supplies last. Please store for details and visit NapaRebates.com to learn more. Napa, a proud sponsor of the Dirt Show. Hi, this is Steve from Coles Electric. Do you have electrical projects in your future? Coles Electric can help. Coles Electric offers industrial, commercial, farm, and residential electrical services in Minnesota and Northern Iowa. We have 24-hour emergency service, design build, automation, underground boring, solar installation, and much more. Coles Electric has a great staff and can assist you with your electrical needs. Look us up at coleselectric.com or call us at 507-451-1387. Let me tell you, friends, about our store. It's a great place we call Miners Outdoor. Miners Outdoor, your total source Husqvarna dealer in Blooming Prairie, has everything your yard needs, from chainsaws, leaf blowers, and weed trimmers to zero-turn mowers and everything in between. That's what being your Husqvarna total source dealer is all about. Stop in today to see the best selection in quality Husqvarna outdoor power equipment. That's Miners Outdoor, Highway 218, Blooming Prairie. Miners Outdoor, Major Tough. Welcome to the Dirt Track segment, brought to you by Cookies, Sauces, and Seasonings. Fairmont Raceway was racing last Wednesday night, June 28th, in the modified A-Main, Roger Nielsen, in the stock cars, Derek Green, in the B-Mods, John Ross, in the hobby stocks, Parker Anderson, and in the tuners, Oliver Monson. Kasuth County Speedway in Algona, Iowa, was racing last Thursday night, June 29th, in the Modifieds, Jeremy Mills, in the Stock Cars, Donovan Smith, in the Sport Mods, Matthew Loaf, in the Hobby Stocks, Mike Smith, in the Compacts, Trent Reed. They were also racing at KRA Speedway in Wilmer last Thursday night, June 29th, in the Pier Stocks, Colton Schuler, in the Modifieds, Tyler Keeter, in the Midwest Modifieds, Jason Vertuba, in the Mod 4s, Tyler Larson, in the Super Stocks, Zach Schultz, in the Street Stocks, Colton Brower, and in the Hornets, Jeff Rohner. Murray County Speedway was racing last Friday night, June 30th, in the Bombers, Chris Hoglin, in the Sport Compacts, Nate Koopman, in the Hobby Stocks, Blake Lunenberg, in the Sport Mods, Aaron Wurzma, in the Stock Cars, Matt Olson, and in the Modifieds, Jesse Rogotsky. I-94 Speedway hosted a two-day event starting last Friday night, June 30th, in the Gen X Late Models, Brad Staples, in the Short Trackers, Matthew Dittman, in the 
Midwest Modifieds, Corey Stork, in the Modifieds, Brendan Blazik, in the Street Stocks, Nick Trainer, and in the Super Stocks, Dylan Nelson. Night 2 at I-94 Speedway, Saturday night, July 1st, in the Dirt Super Late Models, Bobby Pierce, in the Midwest Mods, Lucas Rodden, and in the Street Stocks, Kyle Dykoff. Mississippi Thunder Speedway was running last Friday night, June 30th, in the Hobby Stocks, Chris Hovden, in the B-Mods, Chris Jackson, in the Modifieds, Jake Tim, in the USRA Late Models, Corey Reese, and in the Stock Cars, Braden Gear. Hancock County Speedway in Britt, Iowa was also racing last Friday night, June 30th, in the Modifieds, Kelly Shryock, in the Sport Mods, Alec Fett, in the Stock Cars, Doug Smith, in the Hobby Stocks, Brandon Nielsen, and in the Sport Compacts, Trent Reed. Worthington Speedway was running last Saturday night, July 1st, in the Bombers, Brian Campbell, in the Outlaw Mini Mods, Jesse Logan, in the Hobby Stocks, Malik Sampson, in the Modifieds, Sam Hoffman, in the Sport Mods, Tommy Tanner, in the Sport Compacts, Nathan Recker, and in the Stock Cars, Jeff Larson. Madison Speedway was racing last Saturday night, July 1st, in the Pierce Stocks, Colton Schuler in the Gen X Late Models, Brad Staples in the Hornets, Justin Earp in the Midwest Modifieds, Tim Canton in the Modifieds, Brian Hobbin in the Street Stocks, Colton Brower and in the Super Stocks, Trevor Nelson. Arlington Raceway was racing last Saturday night, July 1st, in the Hobby Stock Game Main, Corey Probst in the Sport Compacts, Stephanie Koopman in the Outlaw Hobby, Carl Hewitt Jr. in the Sport Mods, Zach Davis in the Race Saver Sprint Cars, Jeremy Snow in the IMCA Stock Cars, Dan McIntoon, and in the Modifieds, Clint Haddlestead. We were at Deer Creek Speedway last Saturday night, July 1st, 168 cars for the five classes. In the B-Mods, Chris Jackson. In the Modifieds, Jake Tim. In the Stock Cars, Tom Schmidt. In the Hobby Stocks, Chris Hovden. And in the Midwest Modifieds, Adam Martinson. Viking Speedway in Alexandria was racing last Saturday night, July 1st. In the Midwest Modifieds, Tayton Blazik. In the Modifieds, Dustin Bitson. In the Street Stocks, Jim Williams. In the Super Stocks, Russell Kostriba. And in the Short Trackers, Blaine Sweet. Cedar Lake Speedway in New Richmond, Wisconsin hosted the World Outlaws over the 4th of July weekend. On Friday night, June 30th, in the traditional non-wing sprint car A-Main, Nick Duranco, and in the World Outlaw Sprint Car 35-lap A-Main, it was Brad Sweet. Night 2 at Cedar Lake Speedway, Saturday night, July 1st, in the 410-winged World Outlaw 35-lap A-Main, David Gravel, and in the limited 360 wing sprint car, 20 lap A main, Chase Vbrock. Hey, Dirt Show listeners. For over 20 years, Hot Rod Hardware in West Concord, Minnesota has provided everything to modernize and improve your hot rod's performance. Hot Rod Hardware is your specialty aftermarket auto parts go-to solution. From radiators and brakes to suspension, handling, and power. From the drag strip to the street, dirt track to cruise nights, Hot Rod Hardware is your family-owned solution. Check us out at hotrodhardware.com or just call the guys at 507-527-1020. Where, as they say, no robots just real people. It's Speed the Sauce Man here bringing you today's weather forecast. Okay, who am I kidding? It's always barbecue weather. 
Whether you're cooking on your smoker, grill, or inside your kitchen, there's a 100% chance of deliciousness when you use Cookies Barbecue Sauces and Seasoning. You can always count on our full line of Cookies products to enhance meats, main dishes, and so much more. Get recipes and join our sauce squad at CookiesBBQ.com. And remember, rain or shine, it's Cookies Barbecue time. Cookies is the one. Hi, this is Harvey West, and you've been listening to The Dirt Show. See you at the races.